0: If one person looks at me the wrong way I swear I'm gonna snap Gonna pack up my things and move upstate Make artisan candles in my bath Cause I'm spiraling What am I supposed to do? Yeah, I'm spiraling And I'm asking my friends how they get through Is it booze? Is it pills? If it's yoga, I'm just bored Oh, won't somebody send me a sign? scared that I'm running out of time. Hello, hello, hello. I'm John Battleis and I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing with my life. As it was Mother's Day this week, I thought we should kick off this episode with a very special guest, my mom. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. I she's been drinking red wine, so we'll see. I got her on the on a Tuesday. <laughs> Okay, would you like to go onto the mic and say hello?
1: Is it live?
0: Yes, it's live. I put it closer to your mouth. Oh,
1: hello. I've never used a mic before.
0: <laughs> I'm an um, amateur. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to quickly sum up our Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, we kicked it off on Saturday by okay. where was I? you guys storming into my room to cut Dad's hair. Oh, yeah. And I just wanted to ask how you thought my haircut of his went.
1: Well, um, I'm glad you never considered that as your career oh. because it, it wouldn't have gone well. But There's in- two bold spots on his head,
0: thanks to you. <laughs> I in- was doing well. <laughs> in fairness, I came in and she was she had scissors and kept pointing them in his eye.
1: Well, that's because I'm not professional. That's why. I'll learn. <laughs> is, the longer we're here, the longer I'll take the scissors and point them in my own eye. <laughs>
0: and then sunday was mother's day lovely lovely i got you a hammock
1: and you know i think you got it for yourself but really (laughs) as a trap so i could break my hip but that's okay (laughs) i wasn't fooled by that gift i I know for
0: you (laughs) if i'm gonna be stuck here i want somewhere to lay but i got it for you it's not my fault that you fell out of it
1: well, my core isn't very strong. So, <laughs> so I, I couldn't get myself out.
0: I do you think you'll ever go back in the hammock?
1: Absolutely. Oh you yes. do. Seven martinis, which I don't drink. Um maybe <laughs> seven beers. I'll okay. Try it out. A Miller Light. Seven light double lights.
0: With ice. With what's ice. your what's your Miller Light recipe that you always do?
1: So whenever I'm thinking I'm dieting, which is every day, uh, <laughs> I would like to say I order a light beer and then I ask for a glass of ice. And the idea is I take the ice, I put my glass, and I fill up the, be- the light beer into a big glass of ice. Okay. And then that way, it lightens the light beer. So it's almost no calorie. <laughs> doesn't really work well. I mean, I'm still chubby, but, you know.
0: <laughs> um, well, I just wanted to publicly apologize for um, hurting you on Mother's Day because um, she sat in the hammock. Was gripping onto it for dear life, and then flipped over. And there's a metal pole connecting the hammock because it's not connected to trees; it's connected. It's a standalone. They're
1: dangerous. They're dangerous. They're dangerous. It's you might as well just get a trampoline. You know, if you're gonna go crazy, just get a (laughs) trampoline. Well, that
0: could be our next purchase. That's Father's Day.
1: Oh, no, 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 no! no, no. But the more I speak, the more I want to run away because I sound like uh, I have a really bad Philly accent. So. I mean, you've always had that. I know. I can't I, I was trying to sound I was trying to sound refined. Refined and like a lady, but it's quite difficult. I would have to work at it a lot. Oh well, John, thank you for the interview. I
0: And you're not that wasn't the end of your I mean, Oh, I mean one thought day it was over. I mean no it is over. You're done. You've uh. reached your limit. <laughs> <laughs> one day you'll get a full interview. <laughs> but I have to introduce Ruby.
1: Oh, you guys are lucky. If you ever get to hear her sing, get in the front row. Amazing. Bye-bye for now.
0: Bye. Um, Today, we are sitting down with star of stage and screen, my friend, the feisty little southern belle, Ruby Lewis. Ruby is one of the most magnetic performers I have ever seen in my life. My friends from college and I have a group text that's called Protect Ruby Lou at All Costs. And we met doing Baz's Starcross Love in Vegas, which is a show created by For the Record. It premiered at Mandalay Bay, and then it transferred to the Palazzo Venetian, which is when I joined the cast. And during that time of transfer, Ruby got plucked out by the heads of Cirque du Soleil and was chosen to be the lead of their first ever Broadway show called Paramore. She was unbelievable in the show. After the show ended, she came back and rejoined our cast in Vegas. And that's when we met. Most recently, we did Love Actually Live together this holiday season at the Wallace in Beverly Hills. She's been in a bunch of tours. She's been on TV and Desperate Housewives and Masters of Sex. She's super funny. She's an amazing cook. And she would give you the shirt off of her damn back. So we caught up with her uh, at her house in Vegas, which was previously owned by Gladys Knight. And we talked about career ups and downs a rumor about my birthday party that is absolutely untrue. And (laughs) the variety show she created during quarantine on YouTube. It's an old fashioned variety show where she sings and she cooks and she does skits, it's brilliant. She surprised me as I signed on to the Zoom by wearing nothing but nipple tassels in true Vegas fashion. So I'm so excited for you guys to sit and fall in love with Ruby Lewis. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <I can't>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you what? catch me on a Saturday afternoon. What do you expect?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are you wearing? Please explain this to me.
2: These are um, from my kitsch collection. Okay. And they're called the jaws. Zha
0: are they taped onto you?
2: Yes, we have we have these special glue dots that we are, are, have developed that we're using for adhesion, and it's, it's perfect. It, I mean, I've been outside all day, and they haven't sweat off.
0: Okay. For for <laughs> for reference, these are full. They're, they're nipple tassels with cotton balls on them. No, like, they're not
2: cotton balls.
0: What are they? Rabbit. They're pom
2: poms. <laughs>
0: Are you going to get a tan line?
2: I don't tan, honey.
0: You are you look sunburned a little bit.
2: Well, yeah, I burn to a crisp. Hi, pal. Hello, pal. Is what this... are, you, are you sipping on water over there? It's vodka. It better be.
0: You're my first happy hour um chat. Hold on.
2: Is that right? What time of day do you normally do it?
0: <sighs> Noonish.
2: Am I your first West Coast chat?
0: Second. All right. But I was like, I want to drink when I talk to her. Yeah.
2: Something I'm having, about I'm it. having an Aperol spritz.
0: I know it looks so good and refreshing. It really when is. When did you get to Vegas?
2: I guess a couple, it'll be a couple weeks ago on Tuesday. Oh, weeks. A couple weeks. Oh, left. I
0: thought you were still in OC.
2: No, I had a tenant move out and I thought another tenant was moving out. So I thought I was going to have to turn the place over and get ready for a new tenant. But um, mm-hmm. it worked out really well. I had a tenant stay who is lovely. And she might even continue to stay, and then the other tenant moved out, so my room opened up. And I'm like, okay. if I if I can be there, I should be there during this time because there's so much work to be done.
0: Yeah, this so is the perfect many, time.
2: So many titty tassels to make.
0: Wait, what is what are they for though? This concert you're doing tonight?
2: Or no, just- this this is my first prototype, but we I, I'm actually we're developing a line. We're really, starting a line? Yes, we are.
0: <laughs> I love it. I'll wear them.
2: Yeah, um, one of my housemates, Paula, she has a pair um, of these titty tassels, and she brought them out the other night, and she'd paid like 150 bucks for these things. And I was like, hold on, it. I looked at them, I'm like I could make this in two seconds. It's just some sequins and a piece of leather yeah. that's kind of in a circle, and then you cut the slip and what it. Up. So we started making up some prototypes and we're, yeah, we're developing a line. You
0: (laughs) are the quintessential (laughs) multi-hyphenate. Oh my God. I'm so happy that you're doing this. It's like half me catching up with you that I'll just have to edit out and half asking you about your life. Oh my
2: God. But I, you know, what's so funny. I'm going to take you on a little tour for a second. Let's go. This happened last night. Last night I got the wild idea I was gonna gold leaf an avocado.
0: What does that even mean? Like
2: You know when you gold leaf something? It's a crafting thing. <laughs> you put gold leaf on it. So <laughs> I, was, um, I was looking for the gold leaf, and I got in oh, here, a- and I got in this little cabinet, and I <gasps> opened this up.
0: Is and- it a bunch of my face? Yes! My last show in Vegas, Ruby printed out a bunch of my face and put them on wine bottles. Isn't that nice? I want to come quarantine at this house.
2: There's a bedroom open.
0: First of all, I'm excited to have you here because you're one of the people I've talked about this podcast the most to. And two, you're also one of the people that inspired it. Oh. Because I vividly remember us going to the pepper mill Mm -hmm. and I was sitting there and I was like, I wish I had a tape recorder. And also for... For the record, the Peppermill is like the quintessential Vegas diner. It's at the end of the strip. And you took me there the first time. It's like where Frank Sinatra went and has cool booths and like fire pits at the tables. Um, (sighs) So when travel opens up, everyone should go to the Peppermill. But anyway. They're going to
2: send us a $50 gift card for that. I
0: know. I'm like, and everyone (laughs) go to the Showboy Bake Shop in Vegas.
2: (sighs) Oh, sure, boy,
0: they're the best. The best baked goods in the world. But I was sitting there and I was like, I wish I had a tape recorder because one, your stories are amazing. <laughs> and Two, I had seen you in Paramore like six months before and yes. I was kind of still fangirling. And I was like, I wish people who weren't here, even people who aren't in the business could be here and hear the shit we were talking about. And I think it's one of the first times it clicked for me how powerful hearing someone share their story can be in a casual setting when it's it's freer and it's not the how are you or the check-ins at work and i think from that point on i started noticing it more and more and realizing that's what i really loved is hearing Mm -hmm. people share their stories and i think subconsciously my whole life that's just been my favorite thing so i wanted to find a way just to bottle those stories up yeah yeah you're one of my favorite storytellers. If, if you're on stage or gossiping or talking about how I peed on Santa Monica Boulevard.
2: I love telling people that story. <laughs> Everyone I meet.
0: I don't remember it. So I'm really glad some, a few people do. Is it Santa or Monica
2: or was it one of those side alleys?
0: It, I was told it was Santa Monica, but I don't know. Whoever has the videotape can tell us. Um, okay. So what's happening with one you? One of these
2: I- fell off, by the way. So you're going to get a little...
0: <laughs> A peep show.
2: I'm going to try to stay hunkered down like this.
0: <laughs> it's not the first time I've seen it. <laughs>
2: it's not the first time you have see me hunkered down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, we, speaking of hunkering down, how's your life in the bunker? You've started oh, yeah. a variety show, which uh-huh. you've got everything from Hillbilly Kitchen to I your know. deviled egg recipe. Yeah.
2: You're,
0: you singing um, Off the Rails.
2: <laughs> That's, I think that's my f- most prized accomplishment of With that makeup, entire
0: series. makeup running down your face and you <laughs> kicking your face at the same time. It was
2: all I, improvised.
0: How did you think of this?
2: I got really, really stoned. <laughs> and the, the ironic thing is that was week two and I thought I was losing my mind. It was like Friday of week two of being locked in the house. Meanwhile, here we are. Actually, I think oh, things I are opening now, I guess. I don't know.
0: I'll never go back to real life.
2: <laughs> I'd rather stay here. I don't know how. I can't wear these out in public.
0: <laughs> but wait, how is it going? Are you?
2: <laughs> it's been amazing. My, my quarantine in Orange County was insanely beautiful.
0: Yeah.
2: People can see from my videos. Um, it's Janice, my second mother, my OC mother. Um, that's her spot. And I have a room there. And um, she would still drive. Um, she works from home and she has this little uh, cottage that she works out of during the day. So I had the whole place to myself every day of oh, the week. Wow. And I just started, um, I started creating stuff. And then it was really because of my niece and my godson. I had, you know, like my friend Sarah, she was like, Julius will hear your your theme song and start running to to watch. Like he looks forward to the next one and he goes, and he's two and he he'll say ruby cooking ruby cooking and stuff and i was like well shoot i have to keep going and then my niece um zoe you know zoe yeah on you. very well <laughs> wants to marry you um she's five and she sings the she sings uh we're in the dollhouse now while she's playing with her dolls at home and she also sings snack time every time it's she has snack time she'll sing Snack time with the rejects. And I'm just like, (laughs) I have to keep going.
0: But for people who haven't seen her show, you need to get to YouTube and see it. But the snack time with the rejects is my favorite bit because (laughs) she basically is going and getting the things left behind at the grocery store and making things with them. (laughs) Because you're a very good cook. I mean, I think one of the first nights I met you, you roasted a chicken for us in a hotel. How
2: did I do that? Did they have an oven in that hotel? (laughs) Yeah. For some reason, I only remember a stovetop. Oh, the oh Platinum.
0: Yes, the Platinum. Well, Maybe they did it, have
2: another. That was a nice setup. The Platinum yeah. Hotel in Las Vegas is a wonderful I setup. I have
0: zero sponsors and zero ads, but I'm in the market for them. Well oh,
2: you will after today, honey. <laughs> Especially if you send them the live recording of this actual meeting.
0: <laughs> okay. This is yes. a segment called Your Life Story in a Minute or Less. Okay. And I will be timing you. Okay. So don't leave out a single highlight. Are you ready?
2: Sure. I was born in Shelbyville, Kentucky, and my grandfather had a parade for me down Main Street. It was completely covered in pink balloons, so that's how I was brought into the world. It was King's Daughter's Hospital. My family owned a department store called Lawson's, and my mom and dad took over Lawson's when my grandfather died. He left a lot of money. We built a house on the lake. I grew up on the lake. I loved fishing, and we had 27 acres, so I ran around, and I played Make Believe a lot. I made a lot of mud pies. My mom put me in theater. My first starring role was Fern in Charlotte's Web. My first big role was The Velveteen Rabbit and The Velveteen Rabbit. I went on to do theater through high school, into college, got my degree, my BFA in performing arts. I went on to do theater professionally. Um, and I bought a house that was previously owned by Gladys Knight. Um, I've had a lot of boyfriends that are cute, some too young. And uh, I'm also a good home chef. <laughs> was that a minute?
0: That was 48 seconds.
2: Oh my God. And um, I don't know. I think that, that's it.
0: Wait, how many times have you told the grandfather story? <laughs> I've never heard that.
2: It's been in my head lately. I've been kind of like flashing back to what it must have been like and how obnoxious that is. Kind of feel like it's kind of obnoxious. No. Celebrated like that if you're, I don't know. Not every girl child got pink balloons on Main Street.
0: But it was a perfect herald to the woman who was to follow. (laughs) (laughs) To fill in some of the gaps, you've been on countless national tours. You led Cirque du Soleil's Paramore on Broadway. Yeah. which was their first show ever to be on Broadway. You've been on TV shows. You've been on Desperate Housewives. You've been on House Hunters. Yeah. Which, is that how you got this house? Gladys Knight's house in Vegas?
2: No, you have to already have, to have own, own the house before you can do House Hunters. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oopsie. TV, non-disclosure. I'm pissed off because yeah. I know they make a shit ton of money. They, we didn't get paid anything. And I'm just like. You didn't? We got paid a $500 stipend, but I had to split it with Tiffany and Kelly. Is
0: Kelly the, uh, realtor? the realtor?
2: Mm-hmm. I, I would have, have been it. your realtor. <laughs> no, they, it required an actual realtor.
0: <laughs> I'm also wearing a gravity blanket.
2: Why? Are you anxious?
0: Do you know me? <laughs> yeah. It was on the couch. So oh. where is your Denny's? Now, everyone has a Denny's. Mine yeah. occurred uh, on tour last year with Queen cool Intentions. I was in a Denny's in Sarasota, Florida, mm-hmm. and I had a meltdown. Mm-hmm. Um, about what I was doing with my life. So where have you had your most embarrassing public breakdown moment? Allah, Brittany, shaving her head with the umbrella.
2: Um, that would be the Chicago O'Hare Airport for okay. sure. Okay. Because I was coming off of my first tour, which was a bus and truck tour. That means we did not fly. And it also means it's non-equity and we moved every single day.
0: What show was it?
2: It was Gypsy. Right. And we did this for nine months. And when it was all said and done, from moving in a bus like 12 hours a day every day, malnourished totally, I was so sick. And I was meant to – oh, my God, this is turning into a longer story than I first thought.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready. That's why we're here, honey.
2: (laughs) Okay. So I was meant to – I went straight from tour, which closed in Philadelphia – that night, the tour closed straight back to New York that night didn't, you know, didn't waste a beat with my then roommate who played Gypsy Rosalie, um, Misty Douse, Darling, and she was gonna I was gonna stay with her on Long Island with her family, amazing family, they hosted me several times. And then the day after tour closed were the Grease auditions, for Broadway and, and tour and whatnot. And I had my friend J.R. sign me in, I remember, and I was like, can you just sign me in? I don't know how I got away with that, but he somehow just signed me in for this late slot, and I got in at, like, 3 p.m. I went into the city, went casual, casual. And then, bang, bang, boom, I'm like, Kathleen Marshall's bringing me back for a private session with the dance captain. I went to the theater. I was, like, basically hired. Mm-hmm. So I was supposed to be going to California to um, vacation with my then-boyfriend, and to watch my, my sister's cat. And uh, I canceled that, I canceled that, that vacation and just sent the boyfriend to take care of the cat alone because I booked Broadway. And so I was really excited, but still sick, like still something was, I was really sick. I'm trying to get myself better. I can't, nothing's working. And then Jay Bender called me, called myself. He's a phone. famous
0: casting director.
2: He called me and he said, I'm so sorry. Um, Ruby, but Kathleen would like to use one of the girls from the reality show. And, oh, the grease
0: one! I forgot.
2: Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was devastated. But I I cried it out that night. Whatever. And then I b- rebook. So basically, all the money that I saved on my bus and truck tour, which was maybe three grand, <laughs> I like spent on all these travel arrangements. And then, uh, so I booked my flight to California. I'm upset. And then something happened on the tarmac, something, I don't know. I missed my connecting flight in Chicago. There was nothing else going out. I was sick and I had to stay at this travel inn, whatever. And I just lost it. I really, really, really lost it there in Chicago (laughs) with the poor gate agent. Oh. I was like, you don't understand. I I have to get there, you know.
0: She's like, the cat (laughs) needs me. I mean, honestly, it was for the best because you had a very cool Broadway debut.
2: Yeah. which I know was,
0: was not easy. But you and I met doing Baz the, right. for the record show in Vegas. Mm-hmm. I had started like a month before you, and then you had closed Paramore and come to rejoin the cast. Mm-hmm. You had done it previously.
2: Yeah, that's pre- the, the previously is what led to Paramore because it was in a, a Cirque du Soleil club. At it Mandalay was, Bay? It was co-produced by, by Cirque du Soleil Theatrical. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: And so they just plucked you from there and were like, hey, you're going to be the lead of our Broadway show.
2: Yeah, the, the executive producer, Scott Zeiger, basically heralded me. Because there there was a team that came from, there were, you know, the director came from Paris. It was a lot of the team from Iris in, that played at the uh, Dolby Theater in LA for a while. Okay, And, um, you know, that's a hard market. So that closed. And then Paramore, we used a lot of the same sets and costumes from that. So a lot of the, the creative team came from Cirque du Soleil. And it was just the theatrical bit. That he really like he made sure I got the got the job, but if it weren't for him, I probably wouldn't have gotten the job. But he had seen me in Baz, and he just really pushed for me
0: because you were a powerhouse. My friends from college and I have a group text that's protect Ruby Lou at all costs (laughs) (laughs) from everyone who saw you in Baz. (laughs) You're a goddamn national treasure. (laughs) Um, Okay, so so with all these ups and downs and the. Heathrow. What, not, is it Heathrow? No. What the I fuck? I think that? it was. Chicago Hair? Why Heathrow? I, I can't
2: remember if it was. Isn't I Heathrow in London? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but don't they have two in Chicago there? I don't know. They
0: do. Chicago and.
2: <sighs> I don't know. I want to say Heathrow. It's definitely not right. That's just a cute name. I know. Maybe I'll name my firstborn Heathrow.
0: <laughs> it kind of sounds very Southern. When you take it out of context to oh the god, airport. Oh god,
2: that's such a hick name. Actually, if you say it like in a southern accent, Heathrow, hi Heathrow, throw, hey, hey, throw. throw Come me out the from Heath. under the porch. Hi hey, Heathrow, throw me the Heath bars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, okay, how do you cope when you deal with like self doubt and all these in betweens and the state of the world?
2: I think usually I just try to laugh at myself because I took myself too seriously actually for a long time. I think. I have vivid memories of me like just taking things way too seriously and allowing it to upset me in such a way it would alter me for a week because I was so up and up in arms about something that happened or whatever. And I just, I, I wasted time doing that. So now I'm like, that's what, that's what, that's why the t- the titty tassels. Cause have you ever put these things on and, and twirled them? God, it's fun. I can't say I have, you know, most of the, my housemates, my um, business partners and I, um, <laughs> We were noticing that a lot of the YouTube tutorials on twirling are men, and I oh. think it might be d- due to censorship.
0: Oh, probably because you can't show the nip on the internet. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, like these jugs bouncing around, they'll definitely put the kibosh on that.
0: <laughs> oh my God, I miss you so much. <laughs> okay, so like I said, you've performed literally all over the country. You mm-hmm. moved from college straight to LA.
2: No, I only uh I went I went on that bus and truck tour out of college. I went oh. to New York b- between but I knew I had the gig lined up. So that was a th- those were a fun that was a fun summer. Yeah. I lived in Washington Heights and um just kind of like I took a restaurant job on the upper east side and just had fun, man. That was the, my first summer in New York and it was so fun. It was epic. I worked at three different restaurants in one summer.
0: What is the most valuable thing you learned at the restaurants? <laughs>
2: Well, for one, I know how to carry six pitchers of beer up the stairs at, at the same time, at one time. So I'm pretty good at a party. <laughs> um, I also learned that people are freaking brutal. Yeah. Dang. Uh-uh.
0: Capitalism I, is brutal. I worked at one restaurant. I worked at the Mermaid Inn on the Upper West Side oh, as yeah. the host,
2: and mm-hmm. I was like,
0: I can't handle this. I can't have one more woman with a stroller scream about needing to be at a six top
2: at brunch. I cannot. Yeah, you know you know a word that like, this word that's just been, I can't get it out of, it's like in neon lights in in my mind at all times, entitlement, because Uh I can be entitled sometimes.
0: Uh, Yeah, I I think we all can.
2: Yeah, I can convince myself that I deserve better or more or like based on what, I don't fucking know. It's so dumb. My work ethic is horrible these days.
0: No, uh, your work ethic is very impressive to me. Also, your mind is very impressive to me. You always are working on something. Like you're always writing these little shows or like coming up with concepts. You're making nipple tassels. (laughs) You're making YouTube series. Like you're always doing something.
2: I don't know. I I don't feel like I've always been that way. But now I am enjoying being my own, you know, being an interpretive artist is one thing and then creating your own content is, it is another thing that's really fun. Have you found it, it very is. fulfilling that you, now you have these things that you did that.
0: Yeah. You know? I, I feel it equal parts fulfilling, equal parts I want to throw up.
2: Why? Because of judgment? Yeah. I. But
0: like, also, I'm like, people don't care. Oh, like, right. I'm assuming too much to think people are sitting there being like, look what he did. Like, no one oh, cares I thought, that much. I saw
2: like such a crazy outpouring of love for you when you launched.
0: Yeah, no, it's been great. But I the the thing that kept me, I think, from doing it for so long was the fear of what people would say. Sure. Um, which I think is something I just have to battle. But I've enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed it. And it's nice to like do things the way you want to do them because I think most of our life is being told how mm-hmm. we should do things and it dictates when. There are months where you're like, okay, well, I'm just waiting for someone to tell me what to do. So, Mm -hmm. this has been a nice power shift. I've definitely seen that. I also
2: really truly believe, and it's like one of the only things that I'm pretty spiritual about, that each of us has the space and the capacity to do whatever we want and make a life out of it. Yeah. And it just really comes down to your intention and your, well, you know, obviously it's a lot of factors, but. You can, I think you can do whatever the fuck you want. I agree. I mean, some people have to work a whole lot harder than others. And that's yeah. where the injustice lies. But um, God, especially if you have the capacity, if you don't have much holding you back, why the fuck not?
0: I know. I'm like, I don't have any kids. I have nowhere to be. Right. I don't have a city I need you to You can
2: start traveling yet. the world. But also you um, can be anywhere because it's a podcast. So you can.
0: Literally. Me and different. my suit- suitcase in a dream, honey
2: oh my god i want to be, i want you to have like a little rolly suitcase that's your entire setup and you're like <laughs> click click and then it's like your your microphone your did it did it and it was like all kind of like click, click 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 and you set it all up your light your ring light
0: could you work on that with your team
2: yes with my team of inventors yeah we'll do that
0: build, build a prototype um i'll invest in the nipple tassels for sure
2: oh great yeah we're looking for investors you're invited if you're an investor you're invited to the pop-up party
0: Oh, thank God. My favorite thing, breasts. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for the spiral speed round?
2: What the hell? Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: This is where I ask questions at lightning speed. Like I just slammed an iced coffee and had a mucin xd, which is the over-the-counter one that people boil to make. The meds.
2: only kind that I, that I buy. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's the only one that works. All right. It's the
2: only one. It's magic. Ready? Mm-hmm.
0: Christina Aguilera or Mariah Carey? Christina. Vodka or bourbon? Bourbon. Red or white wine? Red. Fried chicken or sushi? Fried uh-huh. chicken. Damn, I really thought I was going to get you there. Uh, favorite rom-com?
2: Uh, how to lose a guy in whatever days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> One thing you wish you had gotten at the store, but you forgot? Whipped cream. <laughs> for your nipple tassels?
2: <laughs> well, you dirty mind. For my <laughs> ice cream Sundays
0: chain of shame this is the fast food restaurant you go to in the dark of the night applebee's oh that appetizer sampler order at it's right the down chain... the street order at the chain of shame the order mm-hmm.
2: oh god the uh the double chicken breast uh well and like the double beer
0: Okay. <laughs> first place you'll go post quarantine um
2: the hiking trail oh that's been closed <laughs>
0: Moment in quarantine that you were least proud of thus far?
2: Um, oh God, I've been pretty proud of myself. <laughs> God, I've just been really feeling myself this entire time, I guess. I can't come up with anything. <laughs> okay.
0: okay, okay, we're shifting. We're making an addendum. The moment you're most proud of yourself.
2: <laughs> oh, most proud. I, most proud has got to be off the rails. I was, I was so thrilled. I was so thrilled with myself for that.
0: That video is actually, I think I might have to put it at the, end, the tag end of this. You just Yeah, it. for sure. Um, okay. You've had a very cool career, but like any, we go through ups and downs. Mm-hmm. How do you stay like steadfast in the midst of career shifts, relationship shifts, the bullshit?
2: I didn't, and sometimes I don't. Okay. But I allow myself the space for that. I don't think I mean I think it's a really it's a really difficult undertaking what we do because it's not it's not merit based it's like your whole person based you know and you start you can judge yourself in any sort of way when you feel rejection um in this business and it's like, like it's really hard because you can nitpick yourself literally from the outside in and you know it can be really really awful so I think for me I've started focusing more on building like a community that would keep me laughing and who I can rely on. And I can honestly say since the, my Maryland show closed almost two years ago, I've really been leaning on people. I've been kind of making the transition and like dropped my agents and I've been major in a major transitionary period right now. Yeah. And the only reason why I'm okay is because I have a really solid base of people who get it. Like they know what I've been through. They know what I'm capable of and they're just kind of like championing me, and also like kind of allowing me to mooch off of <laughs> Like I've been staying with friends and, you know, it's like, but it takes the pressure off when you know, cause it's hard. Yeah. It's easy to like compare yourself to somebody who seems to just move from job to job to job and easy, easy, easy. in Manhattan penthouse, Plant, everything. Yeah. You know, but I don't, I really don't think that that's the case for anyone.
0: No, I, mean, I don't like, think it's the reality, it's which is reality. No, honestly, if you're one of those people that I, if I, wasn't so close with you I'd be like oh my god it's Ruby Lewis because I know you I've known that you it has not been perfect in Sunshine and Butterflies
2: no and what's weird to me is that I've been unemployed for like two years now I was unable to get an agent for a while I mean it's been a really weird two years but the first thing people say to me who haven't seen me in a while is you've been doing so great it's so fun to watch you it's you've been doing so great and I'm like what? <laughs> I'm doing anything. <laughs> like I have been doing things here and there, but in my mind, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting to, and that's, that's also a lesson in gratitude. Like if it, if it looks beautiful to other people, it is beautiful.
0: Yeah. It's so easy oh. to judge every, every portion of our life. With that, what would your advice be for your younger self? For little Ruby in Kentucky? about to go on this crazy journey.
2: Don't spend so much money at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, always put your put yourself first. Okay. And don't, um, you know, I'm such a, a nurturer and a take carer ever. That I spent like my, I spent a lot of time taking care of other people. Yeah. Something. Oh, damn. I should have been taking care of myself. Um, also, my, uh, margarine. Never, ever eat mar- margarine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, you're not getting past me on that. What the fuck does that mean?
2: No, just the few times that I've eaten margarine. I'm like, I regretted it.
0: <laughs> like the butter the butter substitute yes
2: <laughs> 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 it's awful you can't forget it
0: i don't think i've ever had it i can't oh say- yeah this
2: is a good one don't watch who, who's the director who did freaking um freaking midsummer and
0: oh um, the
2: one prior the year prior with tony collette whatever that movie was don't Shit. watch those movies god remember the little girl gets decapitated and stuff well, i don't
0: i don't watch scary movies Good. you guys i think the last time i saw a scary movie it was in vegas i got dragged which one deep. was it i don't know it? but i you someone gave me an edible and i remember holding on to bill evans for dear life
2: might have been it i think it was it
0: that sounds right i don't even remember it <laughs> I literally like have my legs. I, I don't think I even watched a, a minute of the movie.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Bill Evans, he, he's the one who freaking um, teased me into watching. Hereditary. That's what it's freaking called.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. said,
2: I said, does it have anything demonic? Is there anything demonic about it? Because I can't really can't handle that. No, no, no. No, that's the whole freaking thing.
0: <laughs> um,
2: oh god. I love your
0: advice for your younger self.
2: Yeah, it can be. It's just, it's also simple, you know? yeah to me i'm just like i'm just trying to enjoy enjoy it yeah
0: because who knows what the hell's happening next
2: who knows you you know it's like enjoy today yeah and be a good person
0: but just know whenever you're having a bad day remember there is a group text called protect ruby lou at all costs
2: (laughs) that'll get me through any bad day for sure i
0: love you so much i love you down to your nipple tassels
2: Well, you know, I couldn't show up underdressed. Never. You're the best. Thanks for having me.